From the PSIA AASI Satellite Studios in Hood River, Oregon, I'm George Thomas. You're listening to First Chair, and today we're going to be talking about the upcoming Women's Summit with Ying Lu. And Ying, thank you so much for taking the time to chat with us. Of course, excited to be here. You know, we talk so much about community this year, and I just found out that you and I teach at the same area. <laughs> yes, I mean, we, with the school of over 300 instructors, I guess it's hard to meet everyone. So, a little embarrassed about that, but <laughs> I look forward to meeting you in person when we uh, catch up after the Women's Summit. What, why is this such an important event for you, and why should people attend? Yeah, I mean, the, the Women's Summit is a culmination of, of a lot of factors, I think, in my life, especially as it relates to skiing. I've been working on the Women's Advisory Group now called the Women's Council for Equity and Inclusion. And through that involvement and through my own experience within the ski instructing world, I realized that um, the importance of gender equity is something that everyone wants to do something about but, but don't know exactly how. And through my involvement in the women's group, um, I realized that the Women's Summit is something that is really an opportunity for women to come together, to learn from each other, to build community, and continue to foster that sense of community, essentially. Now, what were some things that you took away from the summit last year that really stood out to you? Um, one of the key topics that kept coming up throughout the three-day session was this idea of mentorship or getting tapped by someone. And I think this is really important because it's something that I've been focused on within the Women's Advisory Group. And it's also something that I've experienced too, is um, when, when you're in an industry, having um, someone encourage you, especially from a gender perspective, women have a tendency to um, need to be asked or encouraged um, to, to, to raise their hand for something. And so this idea of mentorship, someone to, to encourage and, um, and provide support um, was, was really important, not only through the Women's Summit, but also through some of the work that we've been doing within the Women's Council. Now, mentorship, is that something you were able to bring back to the ski area for which you work? Um, the, the snow area for which you work, and uh, were you able to get anything implemented or at least start some discussions about it? Yeah, there's a few things around mentorship. Um, I actually heard from several instructors at, at Meadows after reading the article on 32 Degrees that um, they didn't think about, um, you know, just reaching out to a newer instructor to ask them to ski with them or offer to help um, because they didn't think about themselves as a mentor. And that's one of the key things that we've discussed is women, but also men don't um, take the initiative perhaps to, to become a mentor. And it's kind of a two-way street where if someone is interested in growing and developing, they need to be proactive in reaching out. And oftentimes people are more than happy to be a mentor. Um, and then on the other hand, uh, especially women don't see themselves as someone who has the experience, who, who can help support someone else. And so I think it's just those small gestures of reaching out to say, hey, do you want to come take a lap with me? Um, or do you need any help in your skiing, teaching, et cetera? That makes a really big difference. 
Now, Ying, you very casually mentioned that article. Uh, that's an article that you wrote, correct? <laughs> Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so that really was important to you. What was it that, that really spurred you to, to make the effort and, and put that together? Yeah, so I was asked for feedback on my experience in the Women's Summit last year. And um, through, I, I thought it was important to not only talk about that, but also talk about the work that we've done within the Women's Advisory Group, because those two themes kept coming up in all elements regarding women. And um, so when I was asked to write an article on the Women's Summit, it just translated to this focus on mentorship and um, sharing information with this community of readers who, who can do something about um, really increasing that, that opportunity. The second thing in terms of application is um, we put together a starter pack and it's been uploaded onto the PSIA website for mentorship specifically. So if someone is interested in becoming a mentor, they're interested in creating a mentorship program specifically within their ski school or within their region, there's a document that includes all the best practices from across the regions, from across ski schools who already have a mentorship program. And it's essentially an easy template that you can use and adapt to whatever your needs are for your specific mentorship program. Now, Ying, I actually want to get you scheduled to have another podcast interview where we specifically are talking about mentorship because my mind is full of questions for you. But I really want to promote the upcoming women's program or women's summit with you. Um, what are some things that you're looking forward to this year? Yeah, I'm really excited for this this year's Women's Summit, first of all, because it's located in solitude, and I just absolutely love Utah. I, I ski there every year. Um, second of all, um, I think the difference between last year and this year, from my understanding, is that there's going to be a whole host of national team, um, former and current members, um, teaching there. So the ability to really ski and learn from the best of the best in terms of women instructors and educators is there. And third, I guess for me, on the topic of mentorship, there will also be a session on mentorship. So I'm really looking forward to that. So when someone signs up for the Women's Summit, I mean, what kind of group do you get into, the size? Um, it, it almost sounds like... Uh, academy to a smaller degree, I mean, as far as numbers and everything go, but I mean, you're out there being coached by the best of the best. This sounds like a really amazing opportunity. It is. And, and I think the distinction between perhaps the Women's Summit and Academy is that this is all women's focus. So it was really interesting attending the summit last year where, um, I don't know if I can say this on the podcast or if it's TMI, but, you know, we had a lot of bathroom breaks and it was this kind of encouraging environment where um, we were there to learn, but also um, support each other in the development. It was definitely less competitive and more community focused. Well, you said it on the podcast and I'm not editing it out. So there we go. <laughs> <laughs> so when is the Women's Summit this year? So it's at Solitude, but when's it coming up? Yeah, it's the last weekend or the last week in February. So it starts Sunday, the 25th and um, in the evening and goes through the 28th. 
And do you know how many people are signed up? Is there still, is registration still open? Registration is still open. I don't have the latest numbers on me yet, but um, there's still some openings. Uh, I'm not sure about lodging um, availability, but I think spots are filling up pretty quickly. So sign up as quickly as soon as you can. So when you're out there, what size are the, are the groups generally, like six to eight or so? That's about the size of um, the groups that were in my um, in my in, in the summit last year. Um, it was my first summit, so I don't know what the actual numbers will be this year. I think it really just depends on the number of um, people who sign up, and and from my experience, it also seems to be uh, self selection in terms of which um, you know sessions you attend. So for for the mentorship group, I think the hope is that the, there will be. A, a larger size than that participating. So this seems like something you come back and just have so much new information that you want to share with staff, with your lessons, put into practice. Um, what was kind of your main thing when you got back? That, did you notice any change in your teaching or or anything like that last year? Absolutely. It was it was so interesting because um, I have exposure to really fantastic trainers at Meadows, um, but then being able to ski with other um, examiners, clinicians who have their different styles in terms of how they conduct movement analysis, how they teach, how do they communicate something was, uh, was just great ways for me to think about, oh, here's a different way to handle class. Um, here's a different way to connect with this entire group. Um, so, I mean, from a teaching and skiing perspective, I took away a lot from that, but also from a community perspective, I'm still in touch with some of the women that I skied with that um, the entire three days we're talking about potentially planning a ski trip. So there's that, that also continues. Well, Ying, I know you've got a movement analysis clinic coming up in just a couple of minutes. Anything you'd like to say in conclusion? Um, I mean, I would just say anyone who's interested or considering signing up for something like this, absolutely do it. It's worth the investment. I think it's not just a three-day session where you learn a, a little bit and take it back to your mountain. It's really this concept of building lifelong con connections and communities um, and community with, within the snow sport industry. So sign up. Ying Lu, thanks so much for taking the time to chat with us on First Chair. Thank you, George. From the PSIA ASI Satellite Studios in Hood River, Oregon, I'm George Thomas.